Some questions take years to be answered. How's it going to be? Do you know what I mean? Where have all the cowboys gone? Those answers and more on this next episode of Over Under Fair. And welcome back. Uh, we tell you how we spend our summer vacation, but that's not really important. I'm Dave. This is Over Under Fair, uh, the final word in pop culture relevance. I didn't say it at the top there, but we are talking about the alternative rock hits of 1997. And I have with me, as always, uh, well, not as always, always, but as always enough, uh, some co-hosts. And uh, let's see over here, uh, Jason Tubthumping, Tubthumping Pinkham. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Uh, I thought the music mattered. Yeah, I <laughs> thought so too. I thought the people mattered. Not when it came to tell. But when does it not? Uh, on the brink of virtual insanity, my left, Roger Castillo. <laughs> <laughs> what a world we're living in, huh? <laughs> and Are we as, speaking exclusively in songs? Yes, lyrics? and as I'm I not prepared. And as I stated, I could never be your woman, and I'm Dave Roldan. <laughs> so we are here <laughs> to talk about. Uh, we did this before with. Uh, we're doing it again. It's we, a sequel. We did this before, so. For for our listeners who are familiar with the previous output, we did the '96. Uh, we did the Spin.com list of the '96 best alternative rock songs of 1996, where we dissected it and moved some things around, and we had some overrated and underrated opinions on those songs and that list. And we're doing it again because that's that's what you do or with some hack shit. So we have this time the 79 uh, best alternative rock songs of 1997 because apparently 97 songs was just too much of a chore. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why either, because as we discussed off mic, there are a lot of things that weren't on here, so we'll get to that as we go through. But uh, general impressions, and we talked about this, uh, and we've we've separately listened to a whole bunch of this stuff, and we're familiar with a lot of this stuff since we're all of a certain age. Uh, how did you like the list? I was so excited to record all week. Like I've literally been listening to this playlist pretty much nonstop for about five days. Like th- This is the exact opposite of 1996 episode, where... Apparently, from 10 to 11 years old, I discovered music because that list was kind of a struggle for me to get through. I had to kind of pick songs. This one, yeah, top to bottom, I think I there was it was the opposite. I think maybe maybe there was like four songs I didn't know. This was a struggle for me on a level because I remember all of these songs so very. They're so very ingrained in the time that I was around for it because I'm I'm an, I'm in high school at this point, and this stuff is like omnipresent in my brain of like oh yeah that oh yeah that oh yeah that and it became difficult for me to move things around because i was like well none of these songs are overrated except like these three because they're all great songs and i don't want to short shrift any of them you know well and and, and some of it and roger i didn't mean to cut you off there but some of it is uh it became wallpaper for some of the songs because it's like like the the, our intro everlong i've heard everlong maybe two hundred and sixty five thousand times in my life so it lucky you it just i can't listen to like i can't like focus on it you know what i mean i can't tonally pay attention to it because it's it's just nothing to me because it's anymore. too beautiful for this earth and sure. i was just gonna say that song is one of those songs that um i tear i seriously tear up about there, there's a certain person tied that song long story not worth explaining on here but it's a song <laughs> that i love it's one of my favorite songs of all time one of my favorite albums of all time too oh for sure but the thing about 1997 to sum it up really is here i am a soft yeah, sophomore in high school, entering my sophomore year, 1996 to 1997, 
and it was a transition period for music in a lot of different ways because you're used to, This mean, list is totally emblematic of yeah, that. Yeah, and 1997, yeah, exactly. And I think 1997 sums up that progression from alternative to... It's in, in, in even it starts before the rap rock craze, if you will. But it was, you mean my time? Yeah, before the the time <laughs> yeah. of the Pinkham, and it's just <laughs> the thing. It's it's a fascinating year. It really is a fascinating year. You look at every song on here is just a, mi- a myriad of different genres put together. And yeah, it's it, fa- it goes all over the place. Yeah. Like the, you know, there's techno representation. There's you know like. The, acu- pop. the acoustic, like, Lilith Fair representation. There's some straight-up pop songs on here. But all of them fit under the umbrella of what 1997 sounded like and was. Like, it's... it's Excuse me. It's a very... It is a very well-compiled list that touches all over the place. With some notable notable exceptions. With some notable omissions. So why don't we talk about the omissions? I was going to say, you want to start there? Let's talk about the omissions really quick before we go on, because we don't want to harp about them uh, too much. Uh, Jason and I both have one particular glaring one for each of us, I'm sure. Uh, Jason, I'll let you start with the song. That I wish I could play it. At least they queued up. That's fine. Uh, but Savage Garden's "I Want You" is definitively an alternative pop, alternative pop song. I, I totally agree with you. Like it is, it starts off with those same drum beats you heard in basically every song made from 1994 to 1999, and it's got you know the droning guitar in the background, the borderline rapped lyrics. I, you know the song chorus. Okay, pump the brakes. I'm with you, but let's not call that song rap. No, it's not rap. <laughs> That's why I said borderline. It, it's rap as much as Smash Mouth is rap. Okay. Like it's in that okay. same genre of like I'm gonna I'm just gonna talk fast. Yeah. Okay. It's, like yeah, it's it's speed talking. Yeah, it's speed singing or whatever you want to call it. And it, it is it is an alternative song. It's an alternative video. It is. It, it totally is. It's it a has great the whole song. Aesthetic like the chunky hair in the guy's face oh yeah and the shit. girl's like wearing like foam jacket yeah, with spikes on it <laughs> it is yeah it i is, believe it was his wife at the time by the way it's weird that it's not on here honestly like it yeah uh, mine is a bit more personal but this is like a broad fucking song like that song should be here that like, song was garden should be on this list you know what also wasn't on here either that had that was in that same genre jewels meant for me you were meant for me which was released that should have been on here too as a single yeah, yeah but that yeah. she had that had already come out though, like prior to that. Oh, did the album come and, out? Yeah, the album's like okay. three years old at that point, almost two two years old. Oh, okay. I mean, th- that that's a thing when you get into like the technicality of stuff because the number one song on this list was technically available in 1996, but it wasn't released commercially as a single until 1997. Yeah, so Savage Garden's album came out in 1997. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Savage Garden yeah, that was 1997. The single was 1997. So. We don't want to get bogged down too much in the particulars of the year stuff because we did that a little bit in the last episode. Yeah, too. that's true. Yeah, I don't want to get but, into that too much. But they but. made good for it because I bitched in the last episode that they picked a Chemical Brothers song just by the virtue that it was released in '96 from the album "Dig Your Own Hole" and they had a better song to pick. That song's on this list in '97. It mm-hmm. deserves to be there. What's your exception? My exception, my glaring omission, if you will, uh, is anything from "Homogenic" by Bjork, which is her landmark 1997 release. Uh, establishes her as an avant-garde diva supreme. Uh, her performance art at this point has become something that's a bit more commercial than anybody has really done to that point. You know, like she's she's just so fucking out there. But that's not that's not for lack of bad songs. Just because she's not a singles artist doesn't mean she did not release singles. And she had several. Uh, All is full of love. I feel like would have been the song that should have made it on here. But Bachelorette is my personal favorite song on that album. It should have. Th- there has to be something. There's no Bjork, man. There's no Bjork in 1997, the best year of Bjork. And that's fucking wrong. There is one song that I think of for this list that I, I totally forgot about, but I, I, I kind of got reminded when I was going through the list originally, and I made a note of it, was Depeche Mode's It's No Good. 
That's on the list. Where is it on the list? I don't remember, but I know it's there. I saw it. Okay. So maybe, all right, because maybe it was when I went through the 30s. Because I think, you know what? It's 37. It's 50. I have it it's at 50. 50? Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Then my apologies. So, but yeah. I, yeah, so but take, also, yeah. take your mesh shirt and go over there and be happy about <laughs> it. You know what? Go play with your nipples in the corner. Go play my nipples in the corner. That's fine. All right. Good. All right. Roger and your damn Euro dance music. I love my <laughs> Euro dance. Me and my Australian pop. But yeah, that's we just wanted to take a couple of seconds to, to to touch on those as again personal pillars of things that we really wish would have been here. But that's okay. It's funny too because okay. this is the first time we've had a list where the exceptions were songs that were or songs by artists or songs in specific that were so crucially important to us. Like yeah, this that, that, these are bands that we have listened to for twenty plus years. Still listen to. I still listen to that first album all the time. You still listen to Bjork all the time. This like true. They they they're still in rotation. And it's just like, but but this was the one chance for it, it to make a it list. It felt like a personal attack, <laughs> but it's it's fine. I got. What do you it. have against me, Spin? I got over it. But yeah, again, to reiterate, if you guys want to take a look at this list, uh, Spin.com is where we are pulling this from. Uh, since magazines are no longer a thing, but you know that's easier for you because it's all put out there for you with videos and songs and stuff. Um, so we'll just uh, uh. oh, actually, before we jump into the overs and unders, uh, we'll talk briefly, like we did in the last episode, about the number one, which is there are only fairly rated, which is or our primary fairly rated, the primary say. fairly rated, uh, the universal fairly. Rated. It is a consensus pick. Uh, this the the pick was it's criminal by Fiona Apple. Uh, released off of her debut album title in 1997 criminal is an excellent song it's an excellent video it is very much a 1997 thing i i think i'm the only one that has personal umbrage with it being placed above everlong because that's number two by the foo fighters i don't think it's a better song than everlong i don't think it's more 1997 than everlong but i will concede that it's at least as 1997 as everything else under it so because of what it is and its cultural importance to that year, it's probably near the top. That's fair. I w- single. Go ahead, Roger. I was going to say, I agree with Dave. I think that Everlong should be above that one. And I think there's No Sleep to Dream, which is on the list, is a better song than this song. So that's that's just my personal opinion, but I think Everlong should yeah, be Yeah, but none of, none of us felt strong enough about it to move it down. Yeah, that's you know, true, That's yeah. the only reason we brought mention to it is because none of us were like, well, it shouldn't be anywhere near the top. It's a great song. It probably should be in consideration, but... As a matter of splitting hairs, I'm putting Everlong over Criminal, but that's again, that's kind of neither here nor there at this point. No, she single-handedly started my own sexual revolution. That that video was single, single-handedly. Yeah, your your single-handed. Yeah, <laughs> yep. somewhere uh, the the Kleenex Corporation thanks you. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. my shower tiles say sorry <laughs> or beg right. for forgiveness. Okay. All right, okay, uh, thank you. No, no, without getting too much into detail though, that video was like the first time that like I like. Like it was the first time that like girls became something besides just friends. Like I looked at the videos, like I don't know why, but I like her. Mm-hmm. Like because she's just writhing around and touching herself and that, you stripping get, and without you knowing it, Jason, you got into detail there. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, I mean, but it, it it is a it it's a great video. I mean, it, it still resonates. It's still a good song. <laughs> like you know. Jason was cautioned off mic to not become too graphic about his description <laughs> of his love of the criminal video. I'm masturbating right now. Though. Yeah, but he is actually masturbating in the studio. It's very distracting. I hope we'll be able to find a way to get through this. Please finish. <laughs> and you're done. All right. 
So we have that. We've, we've got number one out of the way. Uh, now the listeners just imagined this. We've got number one out of the way. Jason's gotten number Excuse one me, out of the I way. Finish on the wall. Um, <laughs> so with number one out of the way, we can focus on our personal picks here. Do you want to start over or under? I want to start over because I feel like the underrated is going to take more of our time. Because the the problem, like I said, uh, with me doing this list was that. I thought so many of these songs were awesome and like super exemplary of the year and of the late 90s in general that I wanted to put all of them at the top of the list. Every single song as I was going through it was like, oh, this is underrated. Oh, this is underrated. Like, I had so many songs. I, I have a list. Like, we're only going to work with like two or three to talk about, but I had a list of like nine songs that I would have moved further up this list. But that's, you know, that's just where I'm coming from. I got this four was, of This each. was a huge year for me. Like, 97 was a very big year all the way around for me and musically was no... No exception. So I, I feel like we could start with underrated, and that would be a good place to start. Roger. Why oh, do you want to start with over? No. Oh, underrated. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. I did say that because it's going to talk more. Yeah, good catch. It's been a while, guys. I'm Rusty. It's been a while. And I'm still Dave. Uh, Roger, we're going to do overrated. Then. I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to bait and switch that, you. That's okay. But uh, I baited and switched. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it was true. You used both <laughs> hands. It baiting. was filthy. Baiting. But congratulations. And there was a switch involved. Congratulations on your ambidextrous. <laughs> Uh, overrated songs then Roger what what is one of your overrated songs on All this right. list well, yeah, you know uh, there's a lot of overrated bands on here uh, but the if we're going to start with songs I'm going to go with my I have three overrated songs uh, Maxbox 20 which comes at number 14 which is way too high <laughs> uh, for 3am and um, look, look ladies and gentlemen Maxbox 20 is one of those songs 3am or one of those bands that I feel like it was made in a stu- it's a stu- band that was just came in <laughs> was to, was put together to catch some sort of like alter like corporate rock and this is a prime example there's a lot of corporate rock quote unquote well this is the time for that yeah like exactly. in, the, in the nirvana fallout like a lot of bands were yeah. just scrambling to get signed to be like the pseudo jangly yeah. you know rockish bands with kind of an edge you and know like this is where nickelback comes from like this is where this band right comes there. from. Stop that right there in the part of the video where he's he did the the still shot of him with his face, intense face. Get the hell get the I, I can swear that's right. Get the fuck out of here, man. I You're hate used this to Roadshow. No, like I seriously. Why Rob Thomas takes himself way too seriously in this song? Because in the first song, um Push. Push. It's it comes A song it, which I hate more yeah, than this song. To to push you a round. Yeah, push you around. Yeah. But he Dicks all the 90s cliches and puts it in the song. Dude, do you want to know how seriously he takes himself? In the mid-2000s, he was doing songs for Disney, and one of them was a slave song. I Okay. Like, he was doing slave songs. He was singing old slave songs. Oh, like Negro spirituals? Yes. Yeah, okay. You know what Rob Thomas should never be doing? Negro spirituals. Probably not. (laughs) That's probably true. Let's not hear Rob Thomas sing songs about the black struggle. (laughs) Rob Thomas, the only thing, you know, he's got a hot wife. That's it. The only thing, anyways, but the 3M. 3M. its song itself is '90s cliches all put together. It's yeah, a, it's, it a, it's, it's it's rife with it. It's and I hate that song so much, and I really do. I mean, and then 1997, another one that uh, the list itself has a lot of bands that were like, "Hey, we're here," and then they're gone the next like a fart later. Sister Hazel, all for you. I used to like that all song. Right, okay, let's get into it. <laughs> okay, that's, all right. I'm getting and that's, queued uh, up. That's number that's number fifteen. Number fifteen on the list. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, we get a live version. Man, Okay, Roger, go ahead and say your piece. I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off. Okay, the reason why I think the song's overrated is because again, it's all it's it's catching that Dave Matthews, well, under the table and dreaming, put together with uh, Collective Soul, 
and all those other bands just mixed together, and it's just and like the, even the like that the chorus like that like the, this part right here, it, all the it's a cliche song, and just I I, I don't know this song drives me nuts. I can say I can say that I agree with you. I agree with you on both counts because you are right about this song and the Matchbox Twenty song. They are definitely rolling in the cliches of this period borrowing heavily from all sorts of other stuff the difference to me though is that while i completely am on board with the matchbox 20 hatred because i think that band is awful top to bottom this song is really good though like it can it can be all of those things and i still like it because it's catchy and it's easy to sing and it's kind of fun it has like a jangly guitar which is also fun and while i Totally. And a 12 string. Yeah, I'm totally. Worth. I'm totally on board with the whole like it's a total Dave Matthews ripoff kind of thing. I don't love Dave Matthews. I love this fucking song. I, whatever it's ripping off, it's ripping off the right thing. Because I think this song's tremendous. He's ripping off Dave Attell for his entire attire and look. By the <laughs> <Yeah>. way, <laughs> he but, looks like a know, fucking homeless New Yorker. <laughs> right. So okay. Well, video without the benefit of video for podcast. Imagine Dave Attell with like, a beanie and a prison suit on. It, only, only from what you remember hearing. Like I, it makes me sad that you hate this song because I think this was one of my favorite songs. Like I, I saw it at number fifteen. And was like, you know what? That's probably fair. We can probably just leave it there. Dude, but, that song was everywhere too. That's the thing too is yeah, that was, song that was. song was in a fucking olsen twins movie like that song was <laughs> well then they really have been everywhere haven't they yeah. well no i'm saying they've they, been they, all around the world the olsen twins they, they descended all the way down from pop radio <laughs> down to disney channel for olsen clarification's sake i worked at a blockbuster so i saw all the olsen twins covers i don't actually know that they've been everywhere but they were <laughs> everywhere on the covers so oh okay yeah i'm not a pedophile this is the one with anyway. steve yeah. gutenberg i think <laughs> yeah because you have seen all the olsen twins i movies. saw that movie and i remember that song from that movie <laughs> And the last Although one, this could be an amalgamation of memories, possibly. The last one is, and it, it, I think it's funny too. Well, give me I, a number while you're telling me too. Number sixty-seven. U2's you. staring at the sun. Pop. Overrated. It's barely on the list. Okay, here's why. Okay, it shouldn't be on the list at all. Period. Okay, okay. There you go. Okay, the, here, here's why it shouldn't be on the list. Or it, it's an overrated song. I that album sucked. Remember that I, that remember album what, sucks. That album I, totally sucks. We don't have the song. I'm sorry. Um, they blocked uh, it on YouTube. We don't have to do every song. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Good, good. Uh, remember when it came out and Kmart and Kmart made a big deal? Yeah, that it was the Pop like, Mart thing. Yeah, the Pop Mart thing. Yep, I remember it. Such a stupid thing. Anyways, it was bad. It, it was, was bad very bad. Staring at the sun. I mean, the Offspring staring at the sun is a much better song. But to me, the reason why this song shouldn't be on the list at all is I think sometimes these spin lists they find a way to put a YouTube song here somehow, some way, sneak one in, and um, I don't get why. And this song was even that song's even that good. No, it's boring. Like it, yeah. you know, it I personally I don't mind it. It's an okay song, but I would be I wouldn't if I blinked and it was gone, I wouldn't be I wouldn't yeah, be you sad. Wouldn't, yeah. You know, yeah, cuz it you know, there we'll come up to a couple of the songs later that we just didn't know or forgot, but this is one of those songs that I did kind of forget and when I when I remembered it again, I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh well, whatever." Like it is that kind of song. Yeah, even like uh the version they brought up to it, I forgot about this version by, by uh, TV on the radio, it's that, that their song, they wrote that version too. But the thing about U2 at this period of time too is that they are, they've lost their identity. They they are in a period of flux, but this song reflects it, but it's it's not that good. And I, yeah. It's overrated. So that's, those are my three that stand about the, left, the rest. The rest kind of blend in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, there, and I do have a question for you that sure. involved the overrated part of it. So... As I was looking through, and, and we'll get to the forgotten part, because that's a really good idea to bring up. Oasis, at this period of time, is kind of the biggest band in the world. Yep. So, they're represented on this list well. Yeah, there's there are too many songs on this yeah. list. So, my question to you is, for <laughs> that al- for Be Here Now, for that album, mm-hmm. 
Does that stand out to you as one of their better albums? Because I, I no, because for, I forget that's like almost like stuck. That's like nineteen ninety seven. Like you can listen to um, their first album and time, definitely maybe, definitely maybe anytime anywhere. Yeah, but be here now seems like it's like a dated piece. To you. It is really dated. the The thing the the one thing I will say to be here now it has a few songs on here. It's got you know what I mean uh, all around, all around the world. Yeah. Um, the the one that I like. What's the 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 main like their highest song on here uh don't go away yeah, that's yeah. on here too that song is great like apart from don't go away which i great. think is an excellent song the rest of it is kind of forgettable like it's not a great album i think it's i think it's uh it's held up now as like a oh remember oasis like that's kind of the first thing you think of is like that's the last time they kind of were that oasis because they move a little further in other directions coming after this and they weren't they were no longer like the biggest band in the world they kind of lost that sheen with this album thank so, god yeah i mean it is what it is i with the exception of obviously jason yeah, the, I wanna speak the first handful done. of oasis releases are unimpeachable like they're pop classics they're they can't even be fucked with and this album is not that <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just not there it's it it doesn't get there it tries and it kind of fails you know oasis has been a band that has always like i've always been just six years too young for that band like and even now i'm 31 i still feel too young for that band you don't like the beatles though yeah right? you, no you said that yeah, makes well, sense guess, yeah. guess what here's the difference is, though is the beatles like, i think the beatles i can i can say like for me i feel like the beatles are good right you know I'm, I mean? I'm not saying that that's the reason you don't like oasis oasis but, just like, but it o- helps oasis <laughs> to me though as an example is it just feels they don't feel as good to me it feels like yeah it feels fake it feels thin it feels like you had a bunch of people who knew what they were doing and knew how to market a sound, and they did it. And, and it shows in their greatest hits are all just covers of their own songs, not in terms of actual covers, but in terms of like composition. They're just the same song. Like you can you can easily confuse songs with other songs. Like to me, don't uh, was it don't go away and champagne supernova supernova are the same song in my head. They're both boring as shit to me. Like yeah. I just I can't find any I get enjoyment from in them. Yeah. And I, I, I don't agree with you, but I get where you're coming yeah. from. If I had to remove anything from this list, it would be all Oasis. Just make it all go away. I can't. I can't deal with it. Don't just, go away, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Say you want to stay forever yeah. in a day on the on a place on this list. The yeah. time of our life. Yeah. There see, something. See, see, that sticks with you, Jason. So there. I mean, but well, I, I listened to it twice this week, so <laughs> I don't really have a just choice. to make sure I hated it. Yeah. Just a, I respect that. Hey, dude, you got to know what you hate. No, I agree. Oh, no, no, I totally agree. The reason why I bring that up too is because it's so vital to this list that I thought I would. Yeah, ask. it is a big part of this list, yeah. and a big part of 1997 for better or for worse. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna start mine by playing. Yeah, speaking of things you don't like, number one most overrated song to me, which I I, I hate this song. But they're from Michigan. I fucking from hate Lansing. this song. <laughs> I. Everything to do with the words the verve, get it off this list too. The verve, the verve pipe, I hate all of them. Oh, notable one hit wonder, the verve? Yeah. They're, yeah. Are they on here? Shout out. <laughs> shout out to Dave. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are on here. You're right. And this song. Yeah, is, they're number fucking eight, is the verve. Yeah, but this, this song, song's number this 32. This song specifically is number 32. It should be in the it 60s. Is, if we, since we're talking over it, it is the freshman by the verve pipe, if you don't remember, which I'm sure you do. You do because it's still playing uh, because on the radio. it's still on the radio. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I felt that way about this song then. Like, just I don't hear. I want to hear this song anymore. Fuck, but I don't like this song. I agree with you. It's over. It's it's it's. <laughs> it is definitely overrated on this. Adding song. G's to Hey no, and A's. It's impressive <laughs> when you think about it. 
I hate wait, it. I wait, hate it. Do you hate it because it was overplayed though? Uh, no, it? I hated it from minute one. Oh, like the first one. time I heard that song, I was like, somebody like I was in, uh, I want to say fifth or sixth grade at like skating when the first time I heard it at the roller oh, rink, Riverside Arena. A, what a great yeah. jam to skate to! This yeah. fucking it was song. a slow jam. Like you skated it, you skated <laughs> this, it with this, girls. It smelled like fucking suicide. I know. I skate, I, skate around I, this. I, I, yeah. I just skated around this song. You good call, Jason. Go ahead. Because <laughs> well, because the, that was that was what triggered me. Because I'm skating around and I hear weeks worth of volume and slept, and I'm like. Doesn't that mean she died? Yeah. And the girls was like, yeah, it's a sad song. And I'm like, about up, suicide. And like, coming up next on the Slow Place Gate, Brick by Ben Five. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's terrible, and I just, it, I didn't like it. It it never it never resonated with me. I'm, I'm sure for people who've been through, you know, suicide or whatever. We're not downplaying suicide. Yeah. But We're up playing the song fucking is terrible. terrible. The song is it just, like, it, it, maybe, th- maybe it thought that it doesn't belong on the list because it had an impact. That's, put okay. it in the 50s. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say uh, it is though, for better or worse, to completely emblematic of 1997. Like, That's true. It is inextricably linked to this year in a way that is that it's some of the other songs but, okay, are not quite as. Can I actually add to that? It, it, yeah. It it is like to me like Everlong in a song that because it kept getting played despite the fact that we as a society moved on <laughs> it became to me inextricably an early 2000s song like this is to me that's 2001's 89x okay well you they can't help that though like songs like this songs like this can't help that just that they they I'm stay not denying that. You know I'm not I mean? denying that but I'm saying we, that, we that have makes to it less this, of a 90s song I know but we have to base this on the time it was okay. you know what I mean which is why this belongs on the list I I agree with you that it's too high but Way I, I can't high. take it off. I can't. Even though I don't like it, I, I can't. Here's some radio insight for you guys. Just just because when I was working at Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know it. The, the, the alternative rock station I work for in Grand Rapids, and in the AAA, what's called the AAA format, so like adult... Com, 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 uh, adult alternative? In uh, contemporary. Oh, okay. That genre, this song, and I mean, mind you, I got into radio in 2007. That song was what was considered radio safe, so the reason why you heard it in the Millennium, Jason, is because it's still charted on these lists. Like, and when Nielsen, so what Nielsen does is they'll take the songs and give you thirty second clips, and is that that beginning that the boom, like people recognize it so quickly, yeah, and it's like it's, it's the familiarity, and it's yeah. still it was in rotation, and um, every rock station in that area, and also anywhere really with that adult comp, like AAA format. Because of the the quote unquote classic rock resale value is yeah. almost old. It makes it's sense. It's still on it. It's too bad. I've heard it recently. It's on. on it's not even just 89X. It's like other local stations yeah. play it across R- other yeah, formats. Yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah so it's, good. So yeah. my my second overrated uh, at number twenty eight is Radiohead's Let Down, <laughs> which it won't allow me to play either. Be- and thank God because. We don't have to play every song. I know. Specifically the overrated ones. I will make a mandate. All when right. you get to my overrated songs, don't fucking play I will them. play my next I will one yell when you. I get to it. But Radiohead for me is another one of those bands that I just was never old enough for. Like, Karma Police has its place. It's on this list. It's number five. I'm not arguing against it. That's a good song. But the thing that Radiohead did a lot of was one thing I actually notoriously hate about music, which is the like the song is over at like 2.35. But the music goes to like four fifteen. Yeah. Like I don't need that. I don't need that guitar going. I don't need it. It's it's irritating. It's grating. It's not artistic to me. It's just pointless. And 
So you're against musicianship? No, I'm is against. No, no, no. I'm talking like no, I'm, I'm not, not, gonna, not solos. That, oh, what I'm doing is the reverb right. or the uh, the uh, when it's uh, like noodling and shit. No, not noodling. It's not. It's 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 a uh, it's a looped uh, uh, feedback. It's just looped feedback. It's not actually skill or talent or anything amazing. It's not like they're playing good. They're they're just okay. they hit the loop button on some feedback. But that's but that's I guess that's part of the artistic merit of what they were trying to do though. Artistic they're, bullshit. They're doing, suck my balls. It's look, terrible. I'm not <laughs> I anybody that, that is listening to this that knows me knows I am not a Radiohead fan. Like yeah. I do not stump for this band. However, I know I kind of understand at least what they're trying to do with this album, and I think that works. I mean, all the songs that are on here. Should be on here. I didn't put Radiohead on my overrated songs list because I think these songs are all pretty good songs. Yeah, I think Letdown sucks. Yeah, I yeah. you know Carver Police it fine, is what it but is. Letdown it, it, at number at number twenty eight, it's too high. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't impactful. You had better songs lower. You had well, I mean, definitely. Yeah, we'll get there, but yeah. there are way better songs that are lower that that and not even just way better in terms of like my own personal opinion. But songs that were more notable, notable, well, and and more popular, and that and got way more radio. Play. Yeah, I mean, like, like Karma Police is a song that people can name by Radiohead. Yeah, there's people a, don't remember Letdown no, the same way. No, and that's the thing is, Radiohead fans point, do, but like the general I felt, public. I feel I like I forgot this song existed. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like Spin did the same thing with Oasis, where it's like, well, they're Radiohead. We have to put a couple on it's here. This album, though, dude, yeah. like OK, okay Computer, Computer was yeah, a then giant put the fucking album. album on there and call it uh, call it one. Slot. All all of those songs weren't released as singles, or they would have. Although, ironically, Paranoid Android is not on here, which is probably the song that should be but right whatever anyways let's get into my last one which is also on your list but you didn't put it on your list because it was on my list oh, why are you playing this <laughs> like, yeah. by the way does this not sound exactly like the opening of i want you i mean like the, that I same guess, drumming kinda. i hate this song this so just song, we don't have to wait for her oh no, just tell us what it is gonna, just, it, it's just meredith brooks the bitch middle. it's meredith brooks bitch <laughs> she hates the world today <laughs> She's hot. She's good to look at, but oh, that song, God. this right. is another song I struggled to get through because there is no discernible style to this song. It is just it like the lyrics are great actually for what it's worth. Like the 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 actual like verses, that is, that's the a word the message, that you could use for the that. message. No, the, yeah, the message and the verses where it's like she's saying, you know, like I, I'm. She's openly admitting, like I'm a contradiction. I'm okay with that. It's like, a feminist anthem. It's a super well written song. If you want to song. interpret it that way, it's a super well written song, but. <laughs> And I'm not taking away anything from that. What I'm know. taking away is that they, it is packaged in, uh, like southern bar guitarist. Ugh. Like she just clearly just played a lot of open mics, and then somebody was like, "I want to give her a record contract," and she had no discernible like. There's nothing that separates her from any other acoustic or generic artist. You know what I mean? There's well, there's there, there is there's a, there is a giant, there's a giant notable difference between her and other artists is that she just said the word bitch. Yeah, I guess like that you know, and that's Ooh, that's, that's cool. Doing, yeah. Look, I don't want to turn this into like me like women bashing because that's not what I'm about here. And this song is not. I'm not taking her to task. Mm. Like. Whatever you want to make the song about is what you want to make the song about. That's I want to add to that when you're done. This song fucking sucks, though, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, thank all you. the times I had to hear fucking chicks shrilly karaokeing this thank song. Thank you. Yes, like, I was gonna say as, no as song time would go forward. No song in the history of music has been more misappropriated for what it's not intended for. You get like these girls who like are like. I'm a bitch because I drink all the time. Like that's not what this song is about. You are really more it is it. because it's whatever you want to be. You're a bitch. You're a mom. You're a Lover, a you're saint. everything. No, you're not. You're an alcoholic, and you should really see. <laughs> and help. you just want to scream. <laughs> but your, your five bucks that Joe Prush over at Prush's Bar in Wyandotte will never. Want, <laughs> hold on, let me let me. Finish. What, are they a sponsor? <laughs> well, no, Joe, like, he was this pro- week's over out of air. Brought to you by. 
Uh, pro- he guarantee you would never want to hear the song again because I kid you not. Every time I'm done karaoke there, like clockwork, that song is karaoke oh, and done. And oh, it's, it's, a, it's, man, it's mandatory. I'm yeah, pretty sure I've never song. been to a karaoke where the song isn't it's playing. A true story, Dave. I think every time I'm we, went, when we used to play darts at Ford Lanes. <laughs> As every weekend, yeah, every weekend. Oh, every yeah. weekend. Yep, yeah. somebody. Yeah, the song's terrible. Oh, wait, here comes a guy to sing it. Oh man. You're really turning it on its head there, buddy. <laughs> He's so fucking creative. You guys. LOL, gender roles. <laughs> Fuck this, this fucking this song. song. This song has I been, hate this song so This song has been much. so misappropriated as an anthem for being a redneck asshole. This song is number 11. <laughs> this song is number 11 this on this the list. Fuck because they, they couldn't put it in the top 10 because they know they were wrong, but they wanted to put it high because they're assholes. Like, and they want to piss yeah, people this off. This song is 100% the, the, fact it's, the The fact it's over brick pisses me off to no end. All right, we've talked about it too long. Jason, if there's anything else you want to say about it, we we went. No, that's off, it. But that was it. Yeah, fuck that song forever. <laughs> my last one. My last one is not a not. It's an extra one just because I hate the word the verve. Oh, right. <laughs> throwing some shade at Bittersweet Symphony. Yeah, that's out. also because that song has no progression. It's literally just six notes repeated. Yeah, and I have a real big problem with songs not evolving in song. Oh, but anyways, well, go they're on. British. What are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> they okay. Uh, you're fine. Yeah. So. I really only have two songs that I I had can't play to, them. That's right. That I had to harp on about this. You cannot, or I will. I will leave. Just don't tell me the number. I won't find that's it. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta tell you the number for the sake of listening. We gotta know what numbers there are. So oh, then I'm gonna uh, reach for my mouse. So there are two songs. Uh, I have very pronounced feelings about both of these bands. I hate them almost equally. One maybe a little more than the other. Uh, the one I hate a little less is Everclear. At number 16 with Everything to Everyone. <laughs> I catch a lot of shit for this because this is a band that is also like, but this is like a late 90s thing. There was a thing and the guy he sang about his dad. Like, yeah, cool. We know. But like legitimately, have you ever listened to this guy singing? Like actually listen to how Art it's Alex Ackers fucking sounds? He's unlistenable. The, yeah. His fucking voice is unlistenable. And the songs, you want to talk about songs all progressing and sounding exactly the fucking same? I forgot the name of this fucking song because I didn't remember it until he said everything to everyone because it sounds like every other goddamn Everclear song mm-hmm. that has ever existed. That guitar, you know what, Jason? It's the got, tone on the guitar. J- the, both you guys, I think there's something, in, Jason's always talking about guitar and so I started paying attention to that and Dave, it's like the Bob. Se- I call it the Bob Seger effect. I think you and I coined the phrase the Bob Seger effect, which <laughs> sure. is all the songs that Bob Seger has ever done sound the same. You can put them in all one sentence, and that's yeah, how every, every clears everything that everyone. Well, my dad's giving me troubles, or like uh, everything that everyone down in Santa Monica. Yeah, man. Well, hang on, my black me and my black girlfriend. You know, and it's what sucks even more is like you want to maybe feel kind of bad for the guy because the whole thing is like, oh, he was a heroin addict and. You know, he's struggled through a lot of shit. But uh, somebody shared an anecdote with me uh, uh, of them seeing Everclear not too long ago. And uh, it's it was like in Ann Arbor or something, like the fucking blind pig. Again, local reference, sorry. But they're it's it's way after their prime. And they're just there doing, like, this shitty little show for, like, 20 people. And, you know, no disrespect to the blind pig. It's a fine establishment. And uh, the dude comes out, and they play some songs, and uh, Art, the singer, starts bitching. Like, this is uh, not my story, but I've been told many times. He starts bitching about how he used to like play arenas and oh we played like the eighty nine X the night eighty nine X stole Christmas and we headlined this show One here. in nineteen ninety eight. That's what I'm saying. Like the <laughs> dude sits there talking about his past accomplishments and not playing songs. Like the people played to actually hear your shit songs. The least you can do is fucking play them. So then he dismisses the band and does like an acoustic set where he starts like. 45 seconds of Santa Monica and starts like playing the song. He's like, you know, I don't want to play that. I've played that song so many times. Motherfucker, who are you, dude? You're not Bono. You're Art Alexakis, for Christ's (laughs) sake. 
you don't get to call your shots like this. You don't My get name big is time. what I make. Yeah. Art. So, yeah, like, he's sitting there bitching about everything, and then uh, I swear to God, this is what he told me. He said, some dude in the audience yells, like, it's not our fault you did heroin. Which, <laughs> is, which is totally true, man, at that point. Like, fuck you and your high horse, dude. So that yeah. that's secondary. I hated this band before I had this listener or the viewer experience secondhand from somebody. But, the man, for real, though, fuck this fucking band and fuck this fucking song. This song's terrible. The other thing about Everclear is, from a tonal aspect, the, the thing about their guitar is it... He the way he has his setup done is it sounds like he's running a full like Fender Strat through like a little toy amp. Let's not get up our ass about no 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 but the no, particulars no, here. No no I'm not like, this is this is this is, this is I know what you're saying but like that I can't I can't do it. It sounds like a banjo. I hate it's it. It's unlistenable. Yeah. It's, un- like, it's, it's unlistenable. It's intolerable. It's, yes, it's bad. And I all mean, of his songs know. are in that same tuning and it's I, really it's irritating. Bad. Everything they everything they do sucks. So <laughs> hi Karen by the way. Um. So then the other the other song I definitely want to talk about is another oh fuck I'm getting angry just thinking about how much I hate these fucking songs. Oh, I think <sighs> I know what this one's going to be and I might actually just play it. No, dude, I'm serious. No, don't. <laughs> I leave your Jason, own show. You do not understand. You do not understand. And fuck both of you. They're plotting against me. You know what? Fine. You know what? Go ahead. Fucking play. It. <laughs> I'll let Jason intro the fucking song for you without me I'm even having to fucking intro say it. it. I'm just going to let it play. I'll Oh man! Ooh, we got I'm really video. hungry right now for some. <laughs> then I had so much time. Uh, don't turn it up. That's rude. You can play the fucking song. Myself, okay. Okay. Stop. 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 Okay. Okay. Seriously, you guys, how is this song still played? The song is 20 years old. And it's still being played on the radio. Like, super fly. Roger, I'm legitimately gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> I smell sex and candy. <laughs> All right, let, let's let him talk. Let's let him talk. Okay, for Sorry. real. <laughs> <laughs> this song plays on the radio today. It does. Yeah. It, no, today. I know. Like, I turned on the radio and I heard this song. Oh, seriously? And I almost flung myself out of the car while it was driving <laughs> because i was i had to come here and talk about how much i hated it and the only thing i wanted to not hear was it and i heard it again anyway <laughs> i hate the song so much and this is another one that tested this is another radio tested song that does well in the yep i format. can see why yeah. because it is bland and inoffensive and dumb and that is why it's played on the radio and people so like saying disco lemonade i don't fucking <laughs> So this song, like, <laughs> it was bad then, right? I've yeah. always hated this song. Like, yep. go back to 1997. I heard the song. I was like, this is stupid. Because I'm 14. And that's yeah. Well, I probably just said this is gay because I was 14. <laughs> so whatever. I've learned a lot. I'm woke. Um, <laughs> that's so, how you know he's woke. Yeah, because I said it. Because I said it. That's how you can, that's the how you can call it. there is. Um, so yeah. So this I is number it. four, by the this way. This is on the number list. fucking four <laughs> out of 79 goddamn songs. I saw Spit come There are 74 yeah. better songs to put in front of this fucking song, and they didn't do it. His so eyes, look, his glasses are fogging up. I'm so hot right now, guys. I'm sweating my balls off. This song is so fucking bad. The mere thought of having to talk about it actually makes me sweat because I hate it that much. <laughs> and now that I'm actually talking about it, I am pouring. Like, yeah, it, he's, he's this wet. song is terrible. Like I. I can't even come up with more clever. I pride myself as someone that has like a vocabulary where I come up with like other words to use yeah. as descriptors. I can't for this because I hate it so much. It's blind rage. <laughs> like, I will agree with you, Dave. This should, the song should be this high on the list. I like this song. Sorry, you know, I'm not going to apologize for it. Fuck it. Whatever. I don't need there. you to apologize. It's fine. No, but it, 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 the placement on the you list is ridiculous. Taste. 
St. Joe on the school okay, bus is a better so, song. Yeah, that, that St. Joe song is okay, but I can't listen to it because I know that they made this song. You know what's a better so, song? And I'll segue into a song that I would switch it with. Torn. Yeah. Natalie Bruglia is Torn. Switch it. There you go. Yeah, I guess. That's fair. Make it number seven. Then yeah, it's and fine. And then torn you, is number seven. But Torn is one of those songs that we don't have to talk too much about. No, I'm using like, it as an example. Great. I'm using an example you know. as a way they could switch it. Okay. Well, so you could say, Marcy's Playground gets number seven for sales only because everybody loves yes, it. Yes, well, then you can switch that with whatever's number right, 12 and then whatever's point, number 29 yeah. Yeah, and whatever's number 37. You really want it to be number 84. I want it to be number never fucking mentioned. It's number <laughs> I infinity. Song. I hate the song so fucking much. And this is... This is kind of it runs kind of counter to my argument about some of the inclusion of some of these other songs because mm. of where they fall in the year and what they meant for the time and I want to give credit to this song for being around still because it is emblematic of the year and all that shit but I hate it so much that I just can't do it like that's fine. this is one of those songs I dismiss out of hand just like no I could have lived without ever hearing the song and I hate it. And clearly they never did anything else after it that was of any merit. So this band sucked. I mean, I'm just say it. This band probably sucks. So they're like the alien ant. Fuck this fucking song. Fuck that fucking band. And I don't even care anymore. And how if it's over radio? Fucking, fucking show's over. I'm so angry. <laughs> anyway, it's like we're underrated. Yeah. <laughs> oh. How's it ranked over Radiohead though? It's beyond me. I, you got because, me because of its because of the importance, like the cultural impact that it made on a popular radio format. Like obviously, the Radiohead album is a much more culturally significant album going forward forever. Radiohead is a huge band. This song was probably more popular at the time than OK Computer at the time. Critically, no. He's right. Yeah. No, he's right. Critically, no. no. Commercially, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't hear Radiohead songs on the radio more than once every other day. I heard this song once every twenty minutes. Like, Fuck, I still hear this song once every other day. It's been 20 fucking years. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really glad my roommates are both out. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. All right. Anyway. So underrated. Um, yeah, let's transition into something. I've a never bit, seen you scream on this show. Let's transition yeah. into something a bit happier. Oh, okay. uh, can I talk about my underrated songs? I want to feel better. Let's just yeah, give re- me let's a number. Just reverse. Okay. Oh, there you go. I'm looking at songs now that make me happy. Let's talk about let's talk about number sixty six on this list. Let me get there. Which is uh, criminally criminally underrated at number sixty six. There's no there's song. no video for it. Then we can just talk about uh, better than Ezra. Desperately wanting is number sixty six on the seventy nine songs of nineteen ninety seven. This is a good song, guys. It's fucking mellow. You're running through some wet grass. It's very descriptive, and you know you can picture it. That's you. Know, I mean, the song's called Desperately Wanting. It tells you everything you need to know. It's a fucking love song. It's pretty. Better Than Ezra is a solid fucking 90s college radio kind of sounding band. They were great. I miss them. Why is Marcy Playground on this list? This song is so much better. Somebody say something. I know. I would say Better Than Ezra. <laughs> my, what I like about the, uh, them and King uh, King of New Orleans, they're, whole, they're actually, you know, good's a really good song. Too. Better Than Ezra is a great band, yeah, man. They are. I don't even, I can't even talk enough about how yeah. good they are. I think they're phenomenal. Yeah, and this song, I agree with you completely. It should be 66. Yeah, that's bullshit. Total bullshit because that song should be at least in the 40s or 30s. This song is easily mandatory top 20. In yeah. my, for me looking at this list, this song's top 20 easily. Top 25? I, I, I just yeah yeah I, I go with that. lower half yeah. at the very least lower half 66. That's criminal. Yeah, like legit. That's Fiona Apple. Yeah, criminal. come the fuck on. No, yeah. I, I agree with <laughs> you completely. And and, and better Nezra is I think is very underrated as a band. Period. Yeah, and this no, they is get like forgotten a, about in 90s conversations. Yeah, often. and they are like, like a almost solid, exclusively. Yeah, they are yeah. a solid of this time band. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what other other stuff that sounds like this is kind of 
lame. Like you have like Delamitri, like one hit wonder <laughs> shit popping up and down and like Duncan Sheik, like all this kind of like inoffensive, like adult contemporary shit. And better than Ezra was better Under than those bands. Reason. Yeah. Better than Ezra was better yeah. than all that shit. And like, I think they kind of get short shrift. Like I feel like there's a better, a better <sighs> place for better than Ezra. The, the, better than Ezra gets put in that classifications of Del. Della, <laughs> yeah, I hate that yeah, band. One song. God, is it that uh, Roll to me? Yeah, roll, roll, roll yeah. me. Yeah, hate that roll song. To me. You want to piss me off? That song. I'm me gonna off. now. He fucking sang "Sex and Candy" at me, you cock. <laughs> but no, um, better than Ezra. Roll should to be. me. Roll, yeah, roll, roll to me. Yeah, Della Mitri. And they're they're in baby costumes with hot girls going around. It's Never. Like, whatever. I can't it's think a, of it. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's terrible. Could go on, Dave. But uh, that's really all I had to say about that. Um. Uh, I will need to hear the song if you have it. If, it's, if it's on the list, what's it's the number? Number twenty nine. Ooh, twenty nine is underrated. Yes, and I will tell you I'm why. Getting there very slowly. The page is loading. Ooh, yes. Very let's talk. Slowly. Let's talk about what. We're oh, doing. it's on page two. Oh, there it is. Anyway, so uh, number twenty nine on the ninety seven or the seventy nine songs of nineteen ninety seven is White Town's Your Woman. This song is my number seven or eight. Like, if I were to rate it higher. I love this goddamn song. I think it is tremendous. I think it... it, I hear the opening strains of that song, and I am immediately transported back to being, like, 15 years old and just, like, listening to the radio, hanging out with my friends, riding around on a bike or something, playing Mario Kart, like, some bullshit. Because this song was just on, and I love it. I fucking love this song so much. I know nothing about this band. I know nothing about any of their other output. I don't even know if that guy could, in fact, be someone's woman. I just know that that song is fucking great. I like that he named his band White Town, and his name is Jyoti Prakash Mishra. Like, oh, I feel like... Sure. I feel like... <laughs> That that is like a way to like get your way into pop culture. Oh yeah, I'm White Town. And you can also <laughs> release a fucking badass alt jam. This, this song, song is, is amazing. This song is alt as fuck. Like and you know, especially with the way the chords break down. Go boom, 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 boom. Yeah, like it's the coolest thing about this is we were talking about the genres being represented in here. Like nothing else on the list sounds like this song. This yeah. song's the only thing that sounds like this, and it's not techno. But it's like you can't classify. It's, it's not techno, but it has some weird, like, kind of electronic arrangements. It's not a straight-up rock song, but it has, you know, like a progression that's a little more rock-friendly. Like, this song is awesome. Like, just like kind a, of unequivocally. The band New Shoes. I can't wait. It has that kind of yeah, style. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The sounds of uh, new yeah, wave. Yeah, it's an interesting comparison. Yeah, but uh, no, it's a song that, like, like we said in the pre-show. I, you were like, nobody's gonna mention White Town. Like, no, you already like. That you that's we I, even yeah, before you, you stamped it even before you like posted it on Facebook like I, I kind of knew that this was gonna be on your oh, list oh yeah I like, love this song you you this is one of your go tos at a bar like <laughs> yeah, I play this song a lot <laughs> you play like, it like every time we've ever been song, in a pool yeah, hall this we is the song I really enjoy hearing back in the old Still. apartment in the old apartment we lived in we talked about we did it we could do an essay about that I think we did an essay about <laughs> it, probably a whole dissertation about it. I just I don't know what I'm it about is to like submit a, my doctorate with a dissertation on <laughs> White, White Town's, Town's Your, Your Woman. Woman. I just think again to to call back to what we keep we keep uh, mentioning it. There's so much represented on this list, and we're not going to get around to talking about all of it. We would urge you to listen to the songs because they're you know there's a place for all of them. But the what makes the song particularly special is that on a list of songs that are all pretty cool and you know representative of the time and the sound this song is not representative of any of that it's just kind of out of time even though you know it's from that time 
Because I feel like that song could be put out in like 1994 and been whatever. It could have been put, put out, out in 2007. Like, yeah, right. Like 2006 and have been popular. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like that song, for as much as it is 1997, is also... And I, it feels weird saying it out loud. Kind of timeless. <laughs> like I feel that highly about how great this song is. Which is probably ludicrous, but I don't care. I defend it to death. I agree. Do you have so, any more? Um, real quick, we don't have to talk about it too long because I... Roger and I are just going to fight about it, but um, number 43, which is uh, Corner Shop's Brimful of Asha. I think this song should only be higher because I love this album so fucking much, and this song is awesome. Um, unfortunately, there is a divide in camps amongst which version of this song is better because, as it was the 90s now... <sighs> oh, this song. Yeah. So I never knew the name of there it. Is a, there is an acoustic regular version of this song, which we are hearing and is wonderful. Not acoustic, I'm sorry, but just like a regular version of the song. Mm-hmm. And then there is a Fatboy Slim remixed version of this song, which I do not care for because it is sped up and weird sounding. Roger, you do not feel this way, though, correct? No, that is correct. I feel that Norman Cook's version, or aka Fatboy Slim's version, is better. And actually, the link is on there, uh, Jason, I believe you can, um, on that. Oh, yeah. That, that. So, the link, the reason why I think this version is better, it speeds it up a little bit. It, it doesn't change the guitar aspect of it all. It captures that guitar, puts in a nice little spin in it, and this song pumps me up. It's one of the songs I used to when I used to run cross country in high school. This was one of the songs I used. It's just like just the way it's imaged and everything. And uh, you know why? But it kind of like ruins the can I, purity can I split of the, the difference song? on this one. <laughs> like I, I see both sides because I like the speed of the Fatboy Slim one, but I also like the more pure sound of the original. Because the one thing about the Fatboy Slim one that I remember listening to, and it, it triggered as soon as I heard it, was the fucking Fatboy Slim drums that he put in the every Fat song Boy he Slim ever has of the song. Every song, every fucking song he ever released sounds exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, especially the chorus. My mind's on the forty-five, but then that that sound like like that whole yeah, and then like boom boom boom. I think this is probably a matter of exposure too, because I just I had this album like you exposed yourself. I had the album, yes, often in front of everybody. I had this album, and the ver- the only version on the album is the album version. Ah. So the only version that the Fatboy Slim thing was was like a single, and a, you know, a release as a single remix. So I didn't have that, and then when I heard it, I was like, this is trash. This isn't the song I like. So it's probably something to do with that. Also, by and large, I'm not a huge fan of remixes. Roger, would you like to go next, or would you like me to go I next? I would like to go next. Okay, what? Uh, give me a number, and I'll play it for All right, you. so my list... Goes and starts with the number number seventy nine song. That uh, was already working my way there. Yeah, number, number seventy nine, which is total another bullshit altogether. <laughs> another Matthew, bullshit. Yeah, indeed. Matthew Sweet. Where do you get love? This is one of my favorite. I mean, this is it is a period of time for Matthew Sweet. He was he was around for a while. He disappeared. And he came back and he came back with a thunderous uh, effort. And this one right here is one of the. It's a classic song. It's. And I, I don't know how it's not higher, and it should be. It should be in the least top twenty. Top twenty to me, at least. I think this song's definitely top of the like top half of the list yeah. for sure. Like this yeah. seventy nine is way too low. Yeah. Way too low. It's ridiculous. Just scraping onto this list, you know what I mean? Yeah. When others like when other forgotten fucking shit like in excess and stuff is on yeah. here, like you know. Yeah, that song should that song should definitely be higher. Yeah, that, that's a really good tune too. Like it's. I kind of I wouldn't say I forgot it, but it was like a, oh yeah, like when I heard yeah. it again for the first time in a while. Yeah, Matthew Sweet, Matthew Sweet's good, guys. Go listen to Matthew Sweet. Yeah, Matthew Sweet is you got very, some good very stuff. Good. Yeah. I feel that it is a song, also. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, a, you're not. You kind of. Eh. Jason, no, no. A, I'm sort of. Without the affinity of having listened to a lot of this stuff, I think like 
this, again, this isn't judgment, but like you don't remember these some of these songs the same way that we will have a nostalgia for them. So just because they are decent now, just because they're like decent enough songs, you don't have the same appreciation for them that we will have, which is not a fault. It's just a fact. So well, it's, it's like, like I said, I'm yeah. always a little too young, and I'm okay right. with that. Like that's just the way it is. Yeah, and this song, like I hear that song, and I'm like, oh yeah, and I can think of times and be happy about it, and like, and also agree it's way underrated. Uh, number sixty-three, Ben Folds Five, Battle of Who Could Care Less, and this I was a, surprised this was as low as it was. Yeah, me here, too. Honestly. And it's an album again. This is a this is a period of time where the first time I heard Whatever Never Amen, this was the first song I heard Whatever Never. Uh, this song I first heard on the Annex. Yeah, and. I was blown away because I never heard anything like it. Because this was my first expe- uh, exposure to piano rock. Elton John didn't really come into my life till later, but this song was the first one- song I kind of heard, and and the, yeah. the lyrics are just fantastic. And it's better. I think it's better than Brick. Brick ranks much higher. It is. Brick is number nineteen. Yeah. It's it's weird because they're kind of like they're so polar opposite. Yeah. You know what I mean from like the intention and the sound and everything. So. I, on a personal level, totally, I'm behind you on this. This yeah. song should be way, way higher. And Brick is probably a little too high at number 19. But Brick, I agree. Brick was like a, a weird sensation, though. Like, it was a super popular song. Yeah. So, you know, and it had a video that was also memorable for its fucking melancholiness. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that, that those things just tend to have more staying power. Can I talk about Brick for one second? This is the first time I've heard Brick in maybe 15 years. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, this song is dark. Because the, the last time I heard it was when I was a kid. Like, and it was just like, yeah, like yeah. I just, it's music. I don't care. But then when you, you, you're, you're older and you've lived a life and you're like, fuck, dude. Like, he's just sort of dismissing the girl in the song. And you're like, that, wow. I, I yeah. get it now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. No, I totally, it totally makes sense because it's one of those songs where you, where you think about it later, like, fuck. Like, right? no, I, I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. Uh, number 41 is the Danny Warhol's Not If You're the Last Junkie on Earth. That's now, a great song. Fantastic oh, song. Such a good tune. Very underrated. And, oh, um, look at that. One of those, right there. Yeah, it's one of those songs to me that kind of, like, the, the Danny Warhol's are not, they, they get known for other stuff later. But this, to me, the, this song should be, I don't know, top, one of the top favorite alternative songs of the decade for no, me. No, for least. sure. This is, a, this is on a short list of, like, like representative of the whole Genre, that that yeah. ep- that era of the 90s like this yeah. this sound like this just makes you feel good you hear it and the guitars just you know i feel that way about the supergrass song that's on here too yeah me too that's good. Like, oh man okay so this song is i feel the exact opposite about you or as you do as do oh this is in that genre of music with like sloan that i'm just sort of like eh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I think we both made the same face at the same time. What was that? But both being fucking completely dismissive of, Paul, of Paul, that, yeah, yeah. because Paul we love because we love Sloan. Oh, and, every, and, and I know you do. That I know. Like it, it's been a band that has come up a lot in our friendship, but it, I'm always just like, yeah, it's good. Whatever. This whole that this whole genre of like dull ha- ass. It's not dull. It's happy dull guitar rock pop. Like happy guitar pop rock is the the best rock of the '90s. Like yeah. we can. We can talk about grunge and I like that shit, and we can talk about new metal and fuck that shit. But in the middle, <laughs> oh, in the okay. middle of that, trivialize mine. But you're not trivializing it. I'm just saying I, I don't like it as much. Okay, how about that? I don't like it. There as you much. go. Yeah. But fuck that shit. 
Um, in the middle of that, in the middle of that, yeah, is this weird, weird fucking is this weird 60s throwback all over again? Yeah, this yeah. weird throwback sound to like a happier, gentler. We're out of ideas. Let's just stuff. do what we did before. You're not out of ideas. That's though. not it, ideas it is, at all. It's, it's, it's exactly it was an innovation. It was an innovation on the way those songs were structured. How is it innovation? Because those songs weren't as. Those songs weren't as musically progressive as these songs were. They weren't yeah. as much drumming. There weren't as much inter- instrumentation with other instruments being added into it. It was just pretty much straightforward, like drum, bass, guitar. Like it, there's more going on. There's more going on in songs. I guess these bands. It's just and have to mention like bands like Sloan and these bands. All four, all people in the band contributed. It wasn't just one or two people. Like and they, it, yeah, they are like collaborations to the core like, yeah a lot of this stuff and that's what you know, i liked about these bands no that's what i like about it too and i want to take it bands, away from them but right and the cool thing is that a lot of these bands also inform other bands and these bands would break up and form other bands that also do more things like yeah they have a legacy that is more interesting in a lot of ways because they've split off into other things and they do other stuff that isn't necessarily this stuff mm. so i just think it's cool because it's it, it's the gift that keeps on giving in, in and they refuse way. to kind of conform to whatever standards are going out there. I mean, right, like which is also nice. Yeah, I like know, that. Specifically in the Danny Warhol's case, yeah. which is what we started talking about. But yeah, that's that's a good pick. I really like that song a yeah. lot. Yeah, and then this one, and this kind of an honorable mention. I want to throw it in there a little bit. Was the Offspring "All I Want" number sixty-two? Only because the Offspring at this period of time is that is that the yeah 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 one? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, okay. The, the reason why I like I'm the, not a big Offspring guy. No, no, and I I, I get it. It's under. It's the reason why it's, I think it's underrated, is because okay. it's. Yeah. It's kind of for, forgotten about, you know what I mean? Like it's a quick song. I forgot. I totally forgot it yeah. existed. And, yeah, but like, I love the lyrical content. You know, it just it's a fun little tear, yeah. though. Like it just goes. You know, I'm not yeah. a huge Offspring fan, but you know, I kind of understand why people would like them. They're yeah. they're all right, I guess. It should be a little. It should be a little higher, not much higher, but I think it's underrated. It's a it's a really good Offspring song, considering. When before they went into the whole TRL era, it's like right after Smash. Right, yeah. That Ixnay on the Ombre stuff is pretty good, I guess. Yeah. By comparison, like it's, yeah. This band takes a weird turn. Yeah, it takes. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> after this, yeah, they, yeah, they so. took a weird turn into being exactly the same band, more or less, but, just slower. But yeah, yeah, but I was gonna say like in a different pace. I think <laughs> like, it's just like three quarter tempo. That's well, all. no, it's what it is. Their arthritis caught up to them. I think that's what happened. Well, they, they were all in their late thirties. That's all. 40s, there's yeah. a lot of that happening on here too. Because like, you took na 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 na. You heard that dude. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of weird uh, transitions of like of on this list too of bands doing other shit. Like I didn't bring it up before we get to yours. I didn't bring it up, but uh, um, the beginning is the end is the beginning by the Smashing Pumpkins. Good call is number seventy one on this list. I that is actually one of my favorite Smashing Pumpkins songs. It's like top ten. I I didn't mention it because it doesn't really need to be brought up too much. But it's again. An example of some of the weirder shit that was happening at the time with mm. some of these bands that were in like a weird middle position or hadn't quite gotten there yet or had just gotten there and then leapt over the cliff like Oasis. Like, you know, it's such a weird year of flux in all of this stuff happening. Agreed. Like, yeah. We didn't bring up the Chemical Brothers at all, but they also had a breakthrough in this year with Block Rock and Beats. So, like, there's a bunch of weird shit going on. And this this list is a really good representation of that. And that's kind of like what the Smashing Pumpkins song being included on there is, you know is pointing to that and like they're they also took a weird turn like and getting a little more darker and a bit more like electronic because it was the 90s so i don't know i i don't know i just this list as hard as it was to kind of suss out some of the stuff was a lot of fun to listen to though. not to mention the swing music era was in that period of time <sighs> yeah somehow none of that's come up but jason go ahead and talk about your underrated shit. i'll start with my honorable mention which was just because i this is the first time i ever heard this song <gasps> are you serious yeah, yeah. i really, fucking man? love it yeah. like, oh my god Okay. I could listen to this song all day, every day for the rest of my yeah, life. Absolutely, I could too. 
and I do honestly still. This is uh, this is Baruch Assault uh, Volcano Girls number forty on the list. Yes, man, this song's so fucking cool. Yeah. This song's amazing. <laughs> this band is so good, man. Yeah, this band. American Thighs is one of my favorite. This band is time. wicked underrated. I'll just if we're gonna talk about we. All right, I hate when we do this out loud, but I'm going to do it anyway. At some point, we need to actually sit down and do like a legit underrated '90s band. This band might be like my second one. Like. I love them that much. They're that top five. And Eight Arms to Hold You is a fucking sweet album. American Thighs is a sweet fucking album. They are awesome. Go ahead, Jason. No, that song. was the first time I had ever heard it. How is that so, possible? I've played this song. I don't know. Like, it's the first time I've ever heard it personally. And uh. I fucking, like, I was at work. And, you know, for the listeners who don't know, you know where I work. I work on a line. And I was literally at work just, like, making parts. I was just like, ah, yeah, whatever this is. This is awesome. People just look at me. And it is dead quiet in that factory. And yeah. I am like... Just fucking go into town. That song hit. I, I won't say it's underrated though. That's why it's honorable much because it escaped. Forty's a good spot. Yeah, like for what's ahead of it and behind it. I personally would have it higher, but I don't take any like I don't think it's a bad place for it to be. That song is so good. It though. is. Yeah. It is. So that guitar hits you right in the face. It does. It feels it good. Punches you in the mouth. Speaking of songs that punch you in the mouth, and I think deserve to be in the top twenty, a hundred percent. Number 56, Save Ferris, Come On Eileen, is... I, I was skanking at work. Like, yeah. I was legitimately... I, I, I can't not smile listening to this song. It makes me so happy. It is a... It's a fun... It's a fun tune. Like, because I liked the original anyways. I liked the Tura Lura Lura part. But, yeah. like, this just took everything I liked and made it better. Like, and, yeah, and she's got a great voice, and I also had a big crush on her, by the fact she's good. Everybody, everybody had a crush on Monique Powell. Every single dude and girl, everybody. We all did. Fun fact about that band. Yeah. I never heard that. I didn't hear that cover until 2001, 2002. How is that possible? It's everywhere. No, no. I I had, although, to be fair, I had a lot of friends that listened to stuff like this, too. So, like, this was, this was kind of just omnipresent. I did, too. Yeah. I I think my high school's a little. They're still listening to, like. No, go ahead. I was just going to say my high school's a little, it was a little different than you guys in sense. It was more in a. The classic rock kind of mm, stuff. Yeah. Mine was, uh, was. I had some yeah. weird friends though. Mine was a little J kind of stuff. Mine right. was into like Real Big Fish, Mustard Plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that was oh, yeah. there in their rotation. All and Real Big Fish great. did a song with Save Ferris. Mm. Uh, she has a girlfriend now, which yep. is a great song if you've never we heard it, by the way. Yep. Uh, and then uh, one song that I thought was criminally underrated because. I think before, real quick, okay. I wanted to make mention of that. This is another cool thing that kind of shows up here. There's a few covers on this list. This being one of them. This being the best one of them. Oh, the Save Ferris one. Yes. Yeah, because this this song is great, and the cover is. I mean, honestly, I kind of like it more than the original. It's a solid it's cover. A, yeah. It's a sweet cover. No, it is. It. it um, it, it, go ahead. Sorry. It, well, I think that it it gets play more often than the cover, or than the original. Than the original one. Yeah. I, I hear the original one more because there's just such a same here such a glut of '80s shit like mm. all over, you know all over the place when you listen for stuff. But I think this as a cover is like emblematic of why you should make covers like you can make covers your own song if you do it the right way and they 100 percented it with the song i think the song is a is a fucking sweet ass cover there's a cover on here that sucks though right oh my god wasn't there a cover on here that sucked Smash Mouth's Why Can't We Be Friends? <laughs> one of the worst songs. I know. One of so the songs. I'm surprised it wasn't on your overrated list. A tro- no, because I wanted to keep it songs that are original. No. Right. Okay. Because this is one of the worst covers of all time. This, seriously, <laughs> if, how the guys and members are war going, what the fuck is this white boy oh doing? Oh, God, because I know. You think about the dudes, like the, yeah. the actual band. Yeah, the actual band. So maybe Eric Burden probably got pissed. Eric too. Burden probably fucking signed off on this yeah. shit. Eric Burden's a weirdo. Yeah. But, but this that is one of the worst covers of like worst just it, terrible like 
Showed up in basketball, by the way. It smells like a kid. It's, it's like a, it sounds like a kid song. Yeah, yeah it does. it's terrible. Uh, well, I mean, coming from this band who would go on to only perform fucking kid songs, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's easy to shit on Smash Mouth because they're fucking horrible. Go ahead, continue. Uh. My song that uh, this is number two on my list. It's number twenty-seven on Spin's list. Paula Cole's "Where Have All the Cowboys Gone?" <laughs> I have an unabashed love for this album. Me uh, too. It's song, it's great. Amazing. The song is great. This the album is so good. This this she was great. And and the thing was, I had a th- I had a love for her from like the early nineties because you guys probably know, but the listeners might not. She was Peter Gabriel's touring backup singer, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge Peter Gabriel fan. So when my dad was watching live performances of Peter Gabriel on like HBO and stuff, she was, you know, in the background. I'm like, who is that girl? He's like, I don't know. And then sure as shit, here comes Paula Cole in the mid nineties. And I'm like, oh, that's that girl. And yeah, sure as shit. Paula Cole was the backup singer of Peter Gabriel. And she has like, and there's, there's Peter Gabriel affections in this song. Like, he, his, his style and uh, her experience working with him clearly shows up in oh, this well, song. Oh, well, sure. I mean, like, yeah. it's not, it's not clear he didn't produce it. He's not involved. But He's, you spend enough time around somebody. Exactly. <laughs> you, you just know. become them, kind of. Like, uh, you, or you at least take part you of take, it on. You take, you take something away. Yeah. Sure. And, 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 and it's there, you know, in, in the, yeah. the, the constant, like, the, the, the way that the snares are laid out, the way the song is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Composed is gabriel-esque to me and all right so i have a deep affinity i just for think it. it's rad personally i think it's a really good song and i, I think it's it's weird to it's it's weird because this is one of the songs like i said like i had so much trouble with underrated songs because i definitely agree with you this song should be higher but i look at the stuff ahead of it and i'm like but i don't want to move half of this down like it's i love this song i would probably rate it higher but it has a pretty good spot in where it is go ahead and start playing it man because i'm gonna let you roll i'm gonna let you go ahead and roll through this one for a couple of minutes <laughs> number 10 <laughs> It's number 10. <laughs> number 10. I want it wow. higher. This was my favorite song of the year. <laughs> it's still a band I love. It's still an album I love. Unabashedly. <laughs> this song this is, song so is amazing. This album is fantastic if you've ever listened to it. Uh, like, don't just wipe it off because you're like, oh, that's that band that pisses the night away or whatever. No, no. Yeah. That, that album is spectacular. <laughs> The song composition is spectacular. <laughs> like uh, it, it, it plays it, it. This you know for those who don't know, they were a bunch of anarchists. This is tub thumping by Chumbawamba. It's number it. ten. It's you number know what? 10. You don't have to say it though with this song. I know, I they know you know. don't. But in <laughs> case in case someone's seven and they're listening to this, and God forbid you are, don't listen to this. If you're seven, <laughs> if you're seven, turn this off. If you're seven, you're like, Mom, what's jerking off? Yeah, right. Don't fuck. Go away, seven year old. <laughs> No, but that song, uh, I pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure in 1997 alone, I listened to it for three days. If you added it all up, yeah, like three, like uninterrupted, 72 hours. It is, to its credit, it is so alarmingly, stupidly simple that it is, it can't, it just doesn't leave your head. Like it's that thing; it just stays and stays and stays. Unfortunately, I heard it every it's fucking song or dance I ever. Fucking there's what? There's school. like twenty total words in the whole song. Yep. If that, like, what a fucking ridiculous song! Like, yeah. it just <laughs> it's Fuck great. No, they were. It, it is a band that figured out, like, like you know, we could just uh, do exactly what everyone else is doing for fun and see what happens, and then sure as shit, it's a hit. Like. This is like this is a band that's playing with what makes us like the things we like, and we fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. 
and that album beyond it is completely different by the way yeah and it's amazing that is the takeaway is that this song is like deliberately made to be a famous song and the rest of it's like well this is not what we do for <laughs> funsies this is something else entirely so yeah cool for them i mean it's number 10 feels fair i i respect though that you want to move it up because i want I, it at number four i like i like your love of this song it is hilarious to me but <laughs> it unabashed is, love yeah number 10 feels like more than earned i, I want to remove i want to remove the verve and i want to remove uh macy's playground marcy's play marcy's, marcy's playground, playground and i want to put chumbawamba up there and i want to put natalie and bruglia's torn at number four and we'll put chumbawamba at number seven that's fine <laughs> i'm okay with that oh that was that was an experience <laughs> well <laughs> i still listen to uh they have a, a song number two on that album is called amnesia by chumbawamba and it is still one of my favorite songs fucking it is in regular rotation on my deep, playlist jason deep cuts chumbawamba <laughs> pinkham <laughs> That's what I should have called you. Well, because when you play it, people are like, what is this? And I'm like, this is fucking Chumbawamba. And they're like, don't you know? This well, is Chumbawamba. I don't say it like that. I say Just like, because you heard their one song. <laughs> I say it like, this is Chumbawamba. You should really give them a shot. Because more often than not, most people just throw it away after the one song. And right. it's a good album. Well, Anyways. Go. That's the lock of the week. Chumbawamba. <laughs> Tug Thumping's album. Lock it. Yeah. Hit me with a number and then tell me yours. Um, I don't. I already did. So we're done. You did? <laughs> yeah. I was the top. Oh, I wow. As, <laughs> I actually forgot. The time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Uh, no, legitimately. Speaking of time and fun, why don't you go rate us? It <laughs> takes you literally two seconds, and it's great for us, and we feel fun about it. I'm going to have Natalie and Bruce so play us out. That's totally fine. Um, go ahead and uh, look us up on the SRD website. That's where you can find us at uh, sportsradiodetroit.com. You want to stream our stuff from there or on the Podbean app, uh, Google Play, iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, rate us review us let us know how we're doing let us know you're happy to hear us again we were happy to do it it's been a while uh, I can't make a promise that we'll be doing this like weekly weekly like we were trying to but we're going to try to get out here a bit more uh, I I told myself I wasn't going to record again until one person said hey why aren't you guys recording and then someone did so here we are so I had a good time doing it you guys feel pretty confident about your, your picks on this list we're feeling good about Absolutely. it oh, yes. I wish I, mean, I honestly I wish we had another like 10 minutes because I feel like we could go <laughs> we uh, could go forever yeah. we could have do another hour on this we didn't even talk about other stuff um, but yeah, we didn't even acknowledge the mighty mighty boss tones at all nope that's, somehow uh, you should play us out with that why don't you play us Yo, out with okay. mighty boss tones? sorry Natalie that's a, that's you've a better, been vetoed I feel that's a better song for it this. is it's more of a 97 song yeah I like, agree to be fair if I can find so, it there it is you know like uh I don't know. Like I said, we could talk about it a lot. But if you want to talk to us about it, uh, we got a Facebook page too uh, at Over Under Fair uh, on Twitter, over under, at Over Under Fair Pod uh, at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up with the, the emails and questions and answers and talking and rambling, and that's all a good time. So those are all those things. And we are Over Under Fair. I'm Dave. This has been Jason and Roger. And uh, take it easy.